they make it pretty obvious that this person is Punjabi. And then mm -hmm. as soon as they show them on the camera, the music starts playing. Like, dong, 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 dong. I know. And then, you know, it's just like, oh, Paji, oh, you're not that Paji. And then, you know, just, I was like, come on, man. It's so <laughs> not annoying. Like that. That's one of my biggest pet peeves with Bollywood. Every time a Punjabi or a Sikh is shown in a Bollywood movie, it's literally the three same things. They show a shot of Golden Temple, and then they show someone yeah. praying, or they show, like, someone doing Bhangra, or they show the fields. And then the guy's really loud, abrasive, <laughs> and then he likes fighting, right. like drinking <laughs> or doing pangra or something. Is that all we're reduced to, really? Kuchh loki jeda kende ne Punjabi thodi badtamizi zaban lagdi hai. Nahi, Punjabi badtamizi bhi zaban lagdi hai. Kya lagdi? Kuchh kuchh jeda na wo bolo to aaj laga bade dukh bade bolo. Par jeda na usko mujhe kanda si kanda chaat jab main sandas nii aake. So what is Punjab? What are some misconceptions that people have of Punjabi people? How are Punjabis portrayed in the media? What's the difference between the Pakistani side of Punjab and the Indian side? So today we'll be discussing everything about Punjab, or at least as much as we can. It's a very interesting region uh, where I happen to be from, and hopefully we'll learn a thing or two. I know I learned a lot from the research that it took for this particular episode. So today's guest is our first non-Pakistani guest. Ram Singh is his name. He lives in Canada, and he's of Indian descent. Specifically, Ram Singh is Punjabi, and you'll soon find out that he identifies very closely with Punjab as a region, as an ethnicity, culture, language. He loves Punjab. And that's why I brought him on for this session. Ram Singh's knowledge of Punjab is far greater than mine. Uh, because of this, he's actually quite involved with our online Pakistani community. Were you born in India? No, I'm not from India at all, actually. I'm from Canada. Um, my background, I consider myself to be Canadian. And right. the only thing that really ties me to India is the city. Your parents? Yeah. Well, that and my parents, because my parents, they're a bit more into the culture and all that, whereas I focus more on the religious aspect. There's somewhat of a dichotomy for me. Mm -hmm. So. Have you ever gone to India at all? Yeah, I've actually been six, seven times, but it's been a long time since I've been now. <laughs> Which part of India are you from? Um, well, it's kind of hard to say because my ancestors, they aren't really from, from India. They're from the um, Northwest Frontier Province, or as it's known nowadays as KPK in Pakistan. And mm -hmm. during partition, they had to move. And first... They went to Patiala, which is in Punjab, and then they eventually landed on uh, New Delhi. But I have family in Punjab as well. Right, right. Makes sense. Oh, yeah. How old are you, by the way? I'm 23. 23. Okay. What do you do? Are you in school? You study? Yeah, I go to school. I'm currently completing my political science degree, and I will be going to law school in the future. That's cool. 
So you also have a knack for history. You like um, this particular topic, for example. You seem to have some knowledge about, or at least some interest in Punjab as a culture and Punjab as a, a heritage as well. Yes, hundred uh, percent. I don't focus on like Indian culture as a whole or anything because I feel like the regional cultures are what really bring out the flavor, in my opinion. And uh, that's mm -hmm. what that's where the heart of the culture lies for me. And I feel like my relation to Punjab is very strong and I identify with it very like strongly. Yeah, that's interesting. So you, you identify more with being Punjabi than yes, being of Indian descent. Exactly. Do you, can you speak Punjabi? Yes, 100%. I can speak it very fluently. And um, I feel like people are surprised when they see me speaking Punjabi. They yeah. find it kind of odd. Especially not being born in Punjab, right? How did you learn? Yeah, my parents and grandparents. Uh, when I first started going to school, apparently, my parents would tell me that I started picking up English more, but then they would correct me and tell me to speak in Punjabi instead, and I just learned that way. So I didn't really like lose the language at any point. I continue to speak it since I was born. Yeah. Aren't you Punjabi as well? Yeah, man, I'm Punjabi. Like I know Punjabi, oh, I can speak good. it as well. I can speak it relatively okay. Uh, which region are you from? I was born in Lahore. Oh, so, okay, I, you speak the Majail dialect. Yeah, that's what it's called, um, yeah. apparently. But you know what's interesting is uh, I did some research on the internet prior to this podcast episode, and what I found is that Majail dialect that you were just referring to is mm -hmm. what is called in India. In Pakistan, apparently, it's just called the standard Punjabi dialect. Oh, wow. That's really interesting. Yeah, it kind of makes sense because I had actually asked my parents about this um, mm -hmm. and some family members. I was like, you know, Wikipedia mentions that our dialect is this because Punjabi does have so many dialects, right? So just to tap into some other knowledge besides Ram Singh and to add some spoken Punjabi to this episode, I decided to call the two Punjabiest Punjabis that I know, my Ami and Abu. So I called them to ask them about Punjabi accents and see what they have to say. I always enjoy my mom and dad's folk stories and history lessons, which I wasn't directly part of growing up. Go ahead and listen to my mom and dad's impressions of these various Punjabi dialects if you're interested. If you don't understand it, just go ahead and skip the next five minutes or so. So first, I'll go ahead and call my mom. Hello? 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 ਹਾਂਜੀ ਇੱਕ <laughs> <laughs> ਇਹ 
After my mom, I called my dad. He didn't pick up at first, but a minute later, he called me back. I, I have the Mr. Grinch ringtone set up for him, and that got caught in the recording too. My dad's not like the Grinch at all. He's actually really festive and upbeat. I just like to mess with him. Hello? Hello, Ahmad. Your phone came out. Yes, I'm going to ask you. What's your name? Yes, I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you a little bit. Yes, I'm going to ask you. I heard a lot of Punjabi. I didn't know that they were a Punjabi. They were a Hindu, etc. I My dad had a little bit more to say, but let's go ahead and go back to Ram Singh for now. There's a few that Pakistanis identify with. One is like Patwari. Yeah, Patwari. Yeah, and it's spoken actually pretty widely in Pakistan. As far as I know, it's it's so it's so aggressive. It's so intense that yeah, like, uh, you, you won't. I I can't understand most of it. Yeah, it's very popular actually around the Kashmir region, the Azad Kashmir region. Hmm. That's where they. 
um, have a lot of it since it's more in the hilly area. It's also called Bahari sometimes. Bahari. Oh, like mountains. That makes sense. Yeah, exactly. The uh, the dialects are really interesting because, uh, first of all, I don't know much about them, but mm-hmm. there is one example. There's a dialect called Hintko. I don't know if you've heard of that, Hintko. Yes, that is the language that I speak. Uh, since my parents ah. or my ancestors, right, they were from uh, near Peshawar, actually, and that's where Hintko is spoken. The people there, the like the Hindu people or the non-Muslim people, they were called Hindkis, which meant that they were from Hind. And, but they're ethnically Punjabi, and they didn't really mix in with the, the Pashtun population there. They kind of retained their own identity, and they spoke Hindigo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really cool. Wow. Yeah. Well, I knew, uh, I knew one person, at least, that spoke Hindigo, and, uh, you know, they were Muslim. Well, I mean, that's like before the, the partition and all that, but like it was the kind of language identity of the region and i guess it passed on which is good to hear right what confuses yeah. me is oftentimes those dialects like hinko mm-hmm. um, i've been told they can be considered languages of their own separate from punjabi yeah they've... so that's always been a bit confusing to me <laughs> that and saraiki which is the in the southern area in Pakistan, they're both considered separate languages in pakistan now I think there are language movements to kind of separate them because Mm -hmm. they don't really like being considered, I guess, um, under the Punjabi hegemony, if you like to call it. Like, uh, if you think of Punjabi, right, you would think of probably somewhere in Lahore. But then since they're so disconnected from that region, they find that they don't really have much overlap anymore. So they've kind of made their own language further and they've, kind of further the culture as well yeah it always blows my mind because for a a language that's not like the one of the top 10 languages in the world it's so complex i think punjabi has such a complex uh history and diaspora wait it's the 10th it's the 10th most spoken language in the world i think oh it's exactly number 10 yes yeah, the 10th most now which is kind of crazy if you compare Punjabi to languages like even Urdu, Hindi, which are more widely spoken, right? Yeah. They, they, those don't have the complexity in terms of, you know, different dialects, just like a mile down, a few kilometers down from your village. The dialect might completely change to something you might not be able to understand. There's other top languages like French and Spanish. And as I understand, they, they have some differences. Yeah, exactly. Punjabi, for such a closely knit together region, it's surprisingly so broad. Yeah, I think that because Punjab as a region itself, it's so geographically diverse. Like you have mountains in the north, you have the grasslands and the plains and Maja, what we would call. And then you have like the arid desert near Rajasthan. It's just, there's so many different variants and they all evolved so drastically differently from each other that i guess it was a necessity for them to develop their own kind of pigeon if you'd like to call it so punjab basically started (laughs) during the indus valley civilization and it was one of the hotbeds for actually the entire place because it was right on the indus river which is one of the major flowing rivers in the punjab region and from there on, it grew, uh, even though that civilization died, 
we saw a bunch of invaders come in. Like we saw Alexander the Great, and then we saw the Turks, and then we saw the Persians, we saw the Afghans, and then we even saw the British. So it's been kind of a hotbed for all the people invading into the subcontinent. And mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons why it's been very, very drastic to change. I'd say it's a very adaptable region. And at the center of it all are the five rivers. So being Ravi, Shanab, Salem, Satluj, and Bias. And that makes it very, very prime location for agriculture. So most of the people in the region would be farmers. And I think that's one of the best reasons that uh, each country really profits off of their region because it's so industrious and it's so focused on outputting the best food products. And then Punjab, you mentioned how it went through, you know, all these different eras and it's such an old civilization, I guess, from what you're describing. Yeah, it is. Like first they had, uh, it was the Brahmin kings, uh, not the, sorry, not the Brahmin kings. The Hindu kings used to rule. And then eventually it turned into the Arabs tried to conquer. And after the Arabs came the Turks. And after the Turk, you had Islam come in, right? So that's right. when you saw the establishment of all these uh, Sufi shrines. And that's why Sufism is one of the most I guess, popular means of religious beliefs in the Punjab region at this moment. Like, you don't see Gwadli anywhere else really sprout off. I love this point that you made, actually. Sufism yeah. is something that I find, um, I, I was surprised to learn that Sufism isn't necessarily just a, a branch of Islam. It's actually mm. something somewhat practiced by Sikhs as well. And Hindus, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Punjabis in general seem to have the same respectable figures. Like, do you know about Bulle Shah? Yeah, of course. He's one of our most renowned poets. <laughs> I was so surprised that Bulle Shah is not just revered by Muslims. He's kind of revered uh, by people of all religions. And there's some history behind that as to like how he uh, was involved with trying to like you know protest against discrimination of various ethnic groups and whatnot. So the, for all those reasons, he's kind of a established high figure. Yeah, exactly. I think that uh, there's another really prominent figure here. Do you know of uh, one Baba Farid? I, I think the name is Baba Farid. Yeah, he's from Pakpatan, which is um, in Punjab, Pakistan, and he is very famous in Sufism and Sikhism. Like, we both revere him as, like, a very prominent saint. Interesting. How did that happen? Do you know the history of that? Like, how did Sufism kind of penetrate all, potentially all three religions and build a spot among all three of them? How did that happen? Well, I mean, Sufism kind of came in, right, with the expansion of the Muslims from Iran and the Afghans. But the way that it made in was something called syncretism, which is where you take a religion and you kind of mishmash it with the other into creating something that's entirely a synthesis of both. And then it makes it, Mm. I guess, palatable to both both faiths in that regard. So when the Hindus came, 
they picked up some of their saints. Like, have you heard that Gwali Olal Meri Pat? Yeah, yeah, of course. Very popular. Julelal. Yeah, Julelal Kalandar. Yeah, Julelal is actually a river deity sin. And he used hmm. to be a god revered by the people there, but he was picked up by Sufi saints and they made him like their bead, quote unquote. Therefore, the, he was revered and respected by both the Hindus and the Muslims. And that allowed some wow. Hindus to eventually convert and become Sufis. Wow, that's, that's really interesting. Yeah. Because, yeah, there's a lot of folk songs, again, mm-hmm. shared by, you know, folk stories too. Like, uh, what's it called? Hidranja. Hidranja. <laughs> Sasipunu. Sasipunu, yeah, right. And again, I was really surprised at my ignorance of the Indian side of Punjab. I was like, oh, these, this is just something that, you know, Muslim Punjabis like. Until very recently, I was surprised. It's revered everywhere, which is kind of crazy if you think about it. Like, if you talk to anyone from the other side, it seems like they're basically the same aside from maybe their faith. So it's not really too much of a difference, yeah. I find. Right. And Punjab is more, you know, Punjabi is more of a culture and a, yeah. uh, you know, an ethnicity, not so much a religion. Of course, it seems to have been heavily influenced by religions, but... Yeah, like exactly. Said, they've kind of changed meanings over time, like Jule Lal, that example yeah. you gave. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's really interesting. Yeah, the syncretism is kind of how it changed everything. But then, of course, with the arrival of Sikhism, it kind of threw a wrench into everything, <laughs> where um, mm-hmm. I guess everyone just kind of had to deal with this new religion that it made it really interesting in a sense, I would say, because. It wasn't really anything that other regions in India had seen before since they had like Buddhism or Jainism to a smaller extent, but they never really had like a third religion gain such prominence. And I guess that's what influenced Punjab a lot. Like in the later years after Sufism, I would say Sikhism had a massive impact. Yeah, right. Are you a Sikh or are you Hindu? No, no, I'm Sikh. You're Sikh. Okay, okay. So you mentioned how... Sikhism had a huge impact yeah. on Punjabi culture in general. And I do mm-hmm. see that, actually. But maybe you can kind of give a few examples. How, how did Punjabi culture change before and after Sikhism? Um, I could do one on the Pakistani side versus the Indian side. So yeah. on the Pakistani side, is it true that you guys have a lot of hookah culture? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but in the Indian side, there is nothing like that. Because hookah and specifically tobacco is prohibited in Sikhism. And that kind of started to apply to everyone. Hookah is very frowned upon by Sikhs especially. And it became the norm in Punjab. Wow, I did not know that. Okay. What about drinking? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Drinking, it's a lot more normalized in comparison to the Pakistani side, I would say. Yeah. Right. But is it, uh, is it actually forbidden in Sikhism as well? Yeah, it's forbidden, but it's a complicated topic. Like, it yeah. depends on how religious you are and how much you followed that ahead, which is, I guess, the code of conduct that Sikhs must abide by. So Yeah, right. I, I think there's plenty of drinking in Pakistan as well. It depends on the, you know, the places and the people you hang out with. Is it a lot more hidden? It's, yeah, it's very hidden. It's oh, very okay. taboo. Yeah, of course. Because it uh, takes me back to a time when I, I knew this Indian guy at my mm. job, and he, he was actually uh, Punjabi. 
I'm not sure about oh, his religion, but he basically mentioned he was talking about just partying and, you know, drinking alcohol in general. He, he just said, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm from a part of India that drinks a lot. We're very famous for drinking. <laughs> so I asked him, which part is that? And he said, Punjab. I was like, really? <laughs> because yeah. in Pakistan, it's all the same. Uh, drinking is frowned upon no matter which region you go to. Yeah. It's very interesting you pointed out that hookah and smoking is... It's a big no-no. Yeah, it's kind of crazy actually how they diverge. Like, if you went to random Punjabi and you asked them, hey, do you want to go get a drink? They would have been like, sure, why not? But if you said... You want to go maybe to hookah bar? They'd be like, "What are you crazy?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, right, right. That makes sense. Are there more more subtle differences that you're aware of between Pakistani Punjab and Indian Punjab? Yeah, I'd say that since there's a lot more Hindus in India, we definitely focus a lot more on the vegetarian food. Whereas I guess Pakistani, you guys still eat a lot of yeah. meat. I mean, of, we do as meat, well. Yeah. But like six do meet eat meat a lot, but it, I guess it's more the Hindus that try to shy away from that. But the tandoori chicken is something that we both can enjoy. <laughs> yeah, in California, when I used to live there, there was a uh, Punjabi shop, like a, just kind of a run of the mill shack where you could buy food. And yeah. I often used to we used to buy food from there a lot of the times. And it was all vegetarian. It was Punjabi, you could tell. Oh, what? But it was all vegetarian. I wasn't sure if those guys were Sikhs or Hindus. But either way, the food was just so delicious. Yeah. That's that's when I realized that Punjab has its own style of cooking food, food as well. Exactly. And I didn't realize that before. Like India, you know, India is a pretty big country. It's a very diverse. So you can change regions and the food completely changes as well. And Pakistan has that, but not to such a degree yeah oh yeah but they had items like uh you know like the typical sog with uh, <laughs> you know roti. Roti. yeah makili roti and um you know they had bangan and let's see yeah chole let's see yeah like really good items and it was like wow this is mm -hmm. the veg the vegetarian aspects of it the vegetables and the the styles of cooking are very similar so it felt like home yeah exactly <laughs> like one thing that i do is like i want to try stuff like halim but that's not really something my parents have cooked before but i would really enjoy something mm -hmm. like that yeah halim is the best of both <laughs> you get the meat <laughs> really? you get the doll you know it's it's like protein heaven <laughs> great for the gym bros like me <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so yeah that's that's good i mean that's uh slight differences between pakistani punjab and yeah. indian punjab but i think the similarities they outweigh it. Yeah. By the similarities far. are a lot bigger. Yeah. Like, we we both have a high regard for our music. Like, if you go to any part of Punjab, east or west, if you ask who Nusrat Fatih Ali Khan is, everyone will be like, oh, yeah, he's amazing. He's a legend. Right. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of Bollywood elements, like Punjabi movies that my family has seen and really enjoyed just because of the the similarities to the things that uh, Pakistanis identify with as well. One example oh. is my mom really loved this movie called uh, Wadishah. Well, it was based on Wadishah, right? Oh, yeah, exactly. It's like 10, I think 15 years old. Yeah, Gurdasman. He's a legend. In yeah, right. Good singer. Really good singer. Yeah, I really enjoy it. As I said, since I'm a Sikh, there's a lot of pilgrimage going to pakistan since one of the holiest sites in sikhi is within pakistan it's called nankana sub 
that's where mm-hmm. Guru Nanak Dev Ji, our first guru, was born. And around every year um, this time, there's a lot of visitors going to Pakistan to visit and take pilgrimage. And it's all taken care of by the Pakistani government. And we haven't really felt any difference. It's all the same. Every pilgrim that comes back, they said they loved it. And it's just like home. I wanted to pause here and add one more thing that my dad said on the phone call to me. He added a little tidbit about how Imran Khan recently agreed to a new corridor that would allow Sikhs to come across the Indian border from India to Pakistan just a few miles in in order to see one of their holiest sites, the resting place of Sikhism's founder, Guru Nanak Dev. Previously, there were a few Sikhs coming in every year for this pilgrimage, but not to the scale that this corridor would allow. ਪਾਕਿਸਤਾਨ ਹਾਂ <laughs> 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 This is now a joint decision from both Pakistan and India to allow the safe pilgrimage for Sikhs, and the corridor is expected to be completed in about six months. My dad made a really good point, which I wanted to translate to our English audience. The fact that this holy site is just a few miles from the Pakistan-India border and has been a point separating Sikhs from their pilgrimage for nearly 70 years. A few of them have been able to come, of course, throughout the years, but the majority couldn't. Now back to Ram Singh. So, uh, Ram Singh, what would you say Punjab, the way it's uh, being affected by things like globalism, what do you think is the future of Punjab? That's something that I'm struggling with at the moment because you see when we go to the diaspora, we're already more inclined to speak another language. But if you see other Pakistanis or other Indians, you're going to be more inclined not to speak your language, your home mother tongue, but you're going to speak in Urdu or Hindi. You're going to be more inclined to do that. And I feel like you may lose a bit of your culture in that way, which is somewhat of a shame in my opinion, but I feel like the emphasis should be to keep our language alive. And in order to maintain that, we have to speak it to our kids, our family, and we can't really let it die. Otherwise we lose a part of our culture. Yeah. I don't know if there's a, the same perception exists on the Indian side, Mm -hmm. but on the Pakistani side, we have this impression by a lot of people, not, not by everybody, but by many, that Punjabi is kind of a Batamese language, like it's a rude tongue. 
Really? We have Why? that. Yeah. That seems a bit odd. How can a language be rude? So this is the last tidbit for my phone call with my mom and dad. I just wanted to put this in here. I actually asked them both this question. Why is Punjabi sometimes considered unprofessional or rude or basically about the means? So first I spoke to my mom. Some people say that Punjabi is a little bit of a word in our family. इस्तेमाल माहौल कसूर नहीं है अच्छा नी लगता basically to summarize my mom somewhat supported this notion of uh, this idea of Punjabi being Bathamese but she agreed after I probed her a little bit that it's not the language at fault but certain environments that make it seem that way my dad on the other hand he outright denied it he outright rejected this claim of Punjabi being anywhere near unprofessional or Bathamese Let's go back to Ram Singh now. Exactly, yeah. In my own family, we have uh, so we're we're a Punjabi family, right? Yeah. But I've noticed that the the girls, the females, and the kids prefer to speak Urdu, and the guys and you know the older the elderly folk they prefer to speak Punjabi. And when asked, I've I've heard this several times that Punjabi, you know, sounds a bit rude. It sounds unprofessional. Achani lagta. Wow, that's so. You this is completely alien to you, huh? I mean, you hear that type of stuff from people who aren't really from the Punjab region, but nowadays there is a strong push for Punjabi. Like, if you see the content that most people in India consume, Punjabi songs are at the top, and everyone oh, yeah. uh, falling in love with Punjabi shows and Punjabi movies. It's making a bit of a revival, but Punjabi never really went away. I think the degree that it did. in other areas so i feel like that's a bit disheartening but i mean you can change the perception you can bring back the poetry because i feel like if you read the poetry of the past like how you were saying before wadisha um bulisha baba farid right. they have such a strong literary tradition punjabi was preferred as a language to for poets in the past and seeing that mm-hmm. die seems a bit weird to me <laughs> fully agree with you 
I, I feel like it has a depth that uh, maybe even the surrounding languages don't really share oftentimes. And maybe yeah. it goes back to just how old Punjabi is. But yeah, it has that literary depth that seems to be missing now. Yeah, I think they might be replaced with more Urdu words as loan words, which is <laughs> weird to see. More Urdu, more English even. Yeah, that's true. You'll notice even the songs are now like maybe some some songs from Yo-Yo Honey Singh. There'll mm-hmm. be a lot of like substitutions going on. What do maybe baby? You know, like there's just a lot of like <laughs> there's, there's a lot of, of tampering going on. Like if you listen to Bollywood Punjabi songs, they have a lot more Hindi mixed in, which I find really irritating as a Punjabi speaker. <laughs> but if you go to Punjab itself and you find the music industry there, it's almost purely in Punjabi, aside from the rap, I guess, which is whatever. Right. I've actually noticed this, actually. Um, in one particular Bollywood movie, yeah. this person was like, instead of saying, you know, this person is going to run away, mm-hmm. you, I guess in typical Pakistani Punjabi, you would be like, right? But the way he said it was, I don't know, it's Bog. Like, Bog comes from Bog, I guess. and Yeah, it's Bog. Really part of the dictionary? No, it's not. No, that's just them mixing in Hindi and Punjabi. <laughs> if you want to say, yeah, like we would say Nathadapya or Dordapya, something like that. We wouldn't say right. Pagdapya because that's just mixing two languages that don't really have any <laughs> semblance yeah. or reason to be mixed. Yeah, so that kind of reinforces your point that there's a lot of mixing going on and possibly just to help uh, the wider audience understand Punjabi more. Yeah. But I feel like it's hurting Punjabi itself because people are just going to think that they're speaking Punjabi when they're just speaking a mishmash of Hindi, Urdu, Punjabi. It's a very tonal language too. You know, I didn't notice that. But different tones of the same uh, letters can completely change the meaning. Yeah. We we might have something like Sat Samundar Par, meaning like, you know, you across seven oceans. Mm-hmm. But if you say it in a certain tone, like bar, then it's then it means uh, mountains. Bar, yeah, mountain. bar or bar. Bar. Yeah, like, you just even forget if you the pronounce, H. Like when people say Lahore, it's not how it's said. It's Lord. Lord. Yeah. Yeah. There's a yeah. There's a weird tone in there. It's not even just Lore. It's like uh, Lore. Lore. Yeah. Yeah. Got a little H. Yeah. Lori. Yeah, like a silent H. Yeah, it's definitely a tonal language. And I think maybe the only big language that uh, yeah. that surpasses that is Chinese. I've heard is very, very Mandarin tonal. is very tonal. But Punjabi yeah. is probably one of the biggest tonal languages that exists to this day, which is kind of a good accomplishment for us. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's not easy. I, I sometimes mess up the tones, too. But... <laughs> Did you ever say something so bad? Oh, yeah, of course. My family makes fun of me all the time. <laughs> exactly like you and i i think we can understand that many other languages people only speak one or two like english you know hindi Urdu, yeah um spanish they won't really understand what it feels like to speak a tonal language and so it all it almost doesn't even make sense from that perspective and so to me it didn't make sense until i figured out wait punjabi is tonal <laughs> yeah <laughs> so that was like a wake-up call for me if you're slightly off, then you can change the entire meaning of a sentence. So watch out, guys. Um, on this note of you mentioning how like Punjab kind of fits in 
to the rest of India. Are there any particular misconceptions or stereotypes that people have of Punjabis that should be cleared yeah. up? Yeah, uh, yeah, there are a couple. Like, it's not like just because we're from Punjab doesn't mean we all like to dance. We're not like bungling every like two seconds when something good happens in our <laughs> lives. Like, that's just a common misconception. We have a very wide variety of personalities, so. You shouldn't really just stereotype us that way. We're not all loud and abrasive. We can talk in a very calm manner. We can be very kind. And I think yeah. this is a good stereotype. We're very big-hearted. Like, wh- whoever comes to us, they say Punjabi hospitality is probably one of the best known in the region. And in India, I guess, and Pakistan as well. Like, we treat you like you're one of our own if you come, like, we feed you, mm-hmm. we basically give you all the amenities you need, and we don't make you feel like you're separate from us. <clears throat> One aspect I think is that people, they think that we're kind of too straightforward in a way. I don't know if you have that on your yeah. end. Like, that, like we like keep our emotions on our sleeve, basically. That's what Punjabis are. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of people think that that's bad. They think that we don't know how to quote-unquote behave. We get too emotional or something. But I feel like that's not always the case. Yeah. Do you guys have that same stereotype? We have, uh, I guess, uh, something. So Yeah. Well, basically, it's just like if somebody's feeling an emotion, then Punjabis will feel that same emotion like 10 times in yeah. an instant. So they'll go basically. from super happy to super angry. That's the stereotype. And I can see some truth to it mm-hmm. based on people that i know but uh you know i, I think it's, again it, at the end of the day it is a stereotype not everybody is like that necessarily yeah, exactly. sometimes i think i think the culture can be uh misconceived just because of the way the language is spoken so it's naturally yeah. a very ambitious language i think so people often speak it loudly and it looks like we're fighting <laughs> but we're not it's very expressive i remember when i was younger my friends would come to my house and my parents would be having a normal conversation upstairs. They'd be like, are your parents arguing with each other? I'm like, no, what the hell? They're talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely true in my family. I mean, uh, we've had white people come over and they get absolutely, you know, <laughs> they get traumatized <laughs> by it. And then you have like Urdu speaking people come over and um, they understand it a little better, but they do think we're fighting all the time. <laughs> Yeah, I guess we do have the same stereotypes then. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's more, I think, the the style of the language and the style, I guess, of Punjabi people, like you mentioned, being very hospitable. Um, oftentimes, I think Punjabi people are very tight-knit. They, mm-hmm. they like getting close to others. And like you mentioned, like you'll, they'll basically treat a lot of people like family. So yeah. you'll invite them over and they won't treat you like a guest oftentimes, which can sometimes feel rude. Like, oh man, this guy's just, you know, stuffing me with food. <laughs> yeah. um, like, uh, you know, this isn't right. They should just leave me alone and, you know, treat me like a guest. But the idea is that many Punjabis just want you to like... Feel at home. Yeah, or feel exactly. at home. Yeah, exactly. So they have their own style of doing that. And mm. they can... I guess it, I kind of understand where people are coming from if they think that's... Uh, a little problematic <laughs> but but it's all it's all it's all like well-intentioned it's not being punjabi myself i can tell yeah. that there's it's not like we have any malicious intent oh we're gonna stop them so they don't come back to our house 
<laughs> exactly. I mean, on this, uh, you mentioned earlier, like, we're not doing Bhangra all the time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's one thing that's always bothered me personally, but I'm not sure how much it bothers uh, Punjabis in India, the mm. way, like, certain Bollywood movies will show, like... <laughs> no, it does. Like as soon as, as as soon as a Punjabi guy is shown in a Bollywood movie and he's clearly Punjabi, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, either he's a Sikh, so he's wearing, you know, a turban, yeah, a turban. So uh, they make it pretty obvious that this person is Punjabi. And then mm-hmm. as soon as they show them on the camera, the music starts playing. Like, dong, 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 dong. I know, and then you know, it's just like, oh, Paji, oh, you're not that Paji. And then you know, just I was like, come on, man, it's so <laughs> not annoying. All like that. That's one of my biggest pet peeves with Bollywood. Every time a Punjabi or a Sikh is shown in a Bollywood movie, it's literally the three same things. They show a shot of Golden Temple, and then they show someone yeah. praying, or they show like someone doing Bhangra, or they show the fields, and then the guy's <laughs> really loud, abrasive, and then he likes fighting, and right. like <laughs> drinking or doing Bhangra or something. And it's just yeah. like, is that all we're reduced to? Really? I know, right? I, I think it's unfair. Uh, yeah. But, I, you know, I felt like maybe it's uh, an understanding that Bollywood has with uh, the Punjabi region. And they kind of, I mean, I'm sure there's some, uh, <laughs> again, there's no malicious intent intent there. It's just kind of like a, a light humor for them. I guess so. But the funniest part is some of the most prominent families in Bollywood are like the Kapoors who come from Punjab themselves, right? Mm-hmm. How can you your right mind support these stereotypes of your own people that way just seems kind of oh, weird yeah. to me like because uh, yeah. you know grishma and bead and deed all yeah rishi kapoor yeah it's a huge yeah. dynasty and they're all from punjab yeah, right and yet they haven't been able to tell the directors like hey guys we can't do this every time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in fact they sometimes uh, go along with it like take the same roles like i've seen rishi kapoor play sardar a couple times and he plays in all those stereotypes i'm like what are you doing man <laughs> right he's one of my favorite actors too yeah he's um, great i love him as an actor he's a great actor yeah but his I son think... i sorry yeah sorry go ahead okay his son um ranbir kapoor i don't know if you watch this movie called rocket sing i think that that's one of the only places where they did i guess the punjabi slash sick hmm. role and a little justice where it wasn't just like some guy obsessed with Bhangra and fighting <laughs> um i haven't seen that movie i i have seen this other one uh urta punjab I, th- oh. I thought that was an excellent movie i loved it yeah that was an interesting movie now of course it, it sheds light on some issues in punjab but it yeah. takes them seriously not like hey we're just gonna do Bhangra all the time so i think it was a really well done movie if you want to look at more movies maybe i think you should look at the Punjabi regional cinema is actually becoming very popular in North mm. India and Pakistan. And there's been showings a lot in the diaspora whenever a new film is released. So if you want to ever check that out, that would be really cool. And I feel like you could relate to it a bit better. Hmm. Yeah, I'll have to check that out because we have uh, in Pakistan, I'm not sure if you're aware, mm. we had a, a big movie industry. Yeah. which was predominantly Punjabi at that time in the Hollywood, 90s. Hollywood, I think. That's what it was. Uh, it, was just called, it was just called Lollywood, actually. Yeah, um, back Lollywood, yeah. Yeah, but then what happened was uh, the younger generations, including myself, we, we didn't like it much because yeah. it was the same formula over and over again. Like, basically, uh, 
it kind of reinforced all those stereotypes that people had of Punjabis in Pakistan. Oh, like, you know, okay. a bunch of gang culture and like <laughs> Pindu mentality. You know, this guy's wearing a dhoti and he's killing like 20 people. Um, you know, and then he goes back to milking his cows and stuff. Like, it's just like, it, it oh, was weird, okay. really weird stuff. Yeah. And then recently, mm-hmm. in the last 10 years, Pakistan's kind of, uh, the Urdu culture has taken over. So oh, they've started doing movies and they've started doing them more professionally. There's a big change going on right now where Punjabi movies have just kind of gone away completely. Mm-hmm. And so Urdu that's- is taking over. And that's probably where the Indian Punjabi industry is taking over. They're probably doing it better. I mean, they've taken a lot of inspiration from Bollywood movies. I mean, in terms of cinematography and professionalism, you see the Punjabi movies are a lot better than they used to be maybe 20, 30 years ago. And I think that they're almost as good as Bollywood movies now, which is, I mean, it's a bit of a stretch, but like, I think that the in terms of storytelling and just overall production value it's gone up a lot more and mm-hmm. i think that it's just good to see and i feel like it's bridging the gap i guess that was there between indian and pakistani punjabis because i know that a lot of the pakistani punjabis i know enjoy these movies as well and they can relate to them right well like you said the culture is uh, very similar so i'm sure <laughs> yeah. this will be well received on both sides yeah are there any specific uh, impressions that the Indian side have has of the Pakistani Punjab? Not really. The only thing that we think is, okay, well, some of our religious centers are there, which is true. So we have to go there. And we think there were basically yeah. one people separated by two borders. I mean, that's, that's the common belief among most Punjabis yeah. in the diaspora and in India. What about you guys? Yeah, well, like I said, I think it's uh, we we're well aware that the Indian side is there, and of course mm-hmm. we see that because we have a lot more exposure to Indian culture, it being the biggest country in the subcontinent. Yeah. So we kind of see the um, the Punjabi influence on the Indian side, but then there are certain things like things like you know how far our history goes back together as mm-hmm. one people, and uh, you know like how how like revered figures like Bulesha are common among not just the Muslim Punjabis but the other ones too. So uh, those types of things are not widely well. It's available to whoever wants to learn. Yeah. But uh, since Punjabi isn't like a hot topic nowadays, in terms of like all, all the various other things that people are busy with in in their yeah. <laughs> you know personal lives and academic lives, it's a it's a diminishing knowledge uh, topic. That's unfortunate to say the least, but I hope that as long as there's people like us who want to reconnect with our roots, then we can revive some of this culture and these practices that we have and we keep them alive for the next generations. Yeah, me too. I hope so. Before we ended this episode, I asked Ram Singh to share something, a story, any story that has to do with Punjab. And he decided to talk about Nusrat Fateh Ali Khan. And how this man, this Kowal, is a legend, not just in Pakistan, but outside of Pakistan as well. I really like this monologue from Ram Singh, and so I decided to include it in here. Enjoy. So Nusrat Fateh Ali Khan, he started out in Punjab, and he was very prominent as a Kowali singer, which is a Sufi devotional style of singing where um, one person goes on for a couple hours singing with accompanied by harmonium 
Dubla and a couple of people clapping in them and providing support with vocals. So he started out with that and became really popular. And eventually he made his way onto the Indian side where he was approached for film songs and he did a lot of shows there. And there he got a lot into certain Hindi devotional songs or Hindu devotional songs, as well as he did some Sikh devotional songs as well, which is known as Kirtan. Um, so he was invited to the UK, actually, by a Gurdwara, and he performed there. Like him and his whole group, they performed Kirtan in the Gurdwara, and I found that that was really amazing. There were hymns from the Guru Granth Sahib, which is the Holy Book of the Sikhs, and he had his head covered, and so did all of his um, companions. And a lot of Sikhs went there, and apparently there was no room in the hall to set foot. That's how packed it got. And it was absolutely amazing. I loved it. And if anyone who wants to see it, there's recordings on YouTube. And the crazy thing is, I have went to search up Rahat Fateh Ali Khan, who obviously is related to Musrat. He released a Kirtan as well recently, and I've been listening to that, and it's very crazy to see because we six we put a lot of emphasis on Sikh devotional music because we believe that music is a way to connect further to the divine, and we use music as a way to connect to the words or the hymns. Therefore, when we see it being sung so beautifully, we appreciate it. A lot, and that's why I have an immense amount of respect for Nusrat and Rahat for singing these hymns. And you can see the amount of dedication and love that they have for the singing style. And I think that's the basis of Kowali itself, where you use your soul, you put your t- entire soul and your being into singing, and it comes out in a way that just completely touches people's hearts. And that's why I feel like he's inspired millions from everywhere around the world, not just India or Pakistan, but everybody. And Mm -hmm. that's something that I can completely relate to. And if anyone else wants to go listen to him, please go listen to him if you haven't and appreciate this gem. Dude, that was pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Yeah. Now this really opens my eyes. I think I need to pick up a book on, you know, general Punjabi history. I'm glad because I feel like Punjab is something that's really close to my heart. Even though at the beginning of the podcast, I said that um, I don't really identify with India. I identify with Punjab more, which is Mm -hmm. obviously because that's where I am from ethnically. But the Indian state, it hasn't really done anything for me, but the land of Punjab itself there is a link there that I can never really erase. Yeah, right. And you know what's uh, what's amazing is the realization that if uh, destiny was any different, if things had turned out any different in history, mm-hmm. then Punjab would be its own country right now. It would have. Like, it used to... It was never separated to this degree, actually. Um, it was only until mm-hmm. 47. And the funny thing is that Punjab has always been one of the powerhouses within the subcontinent. And that's why it's dominating in Pakistan and it has been dominating in India. So 